There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, say what? Welcome along, it's the Twits Odyssey. This might be the last ever Twits Odyssey because we're at the end of the book and we're at the bit, the extra bonus bit. I haven't said that, fuck me, there's quite a few pages of it, so I don't know. It could take yeah, a I, can't see, I can't see us getting through this today, mate. Uh, all right then, we'll, we'll have a go. Um, so after the actual story itself, if you've got the edition that we've got, which is the, uh, does it say in the front when it's from? Uh, this edition, uh, 2007, uh, there's a bit at the end, quite a big bit, and the first section is more about the twits. Um, so we've got uh, beards, a section about beards. It says, Roald Dahl hated beards. He never grew one and couldn't see why a man would want to hide his face behind a beard. He came to the conclusion beards were grown to conceal something dreadful in a person's personality. He thought that beards were disgusting and dirty and they always had food caught up in them. Mr. Twit was one of the foulest and smelliest characters in all of Rule's books. And why did he have st- what did he have stuck to his face? A bristly, nail-brushy beard, of course. What the fuck has it got to do with Rule Dahl? What anyone puts on their face? So he's such a judgmental cunt. We talked about this yeah. last week. He's like he's fucking sneering about like so many different types mm. of person and things. It's like, ugh, beard. He's a fucking snob, is what he is. I mean, like, who he... are we? Who is Roald Dahl or, or any of us to judge the way that the twits live? Yeah, we've said this before, yeah. They're just leave, they're living out loud uh, at their own home. They're, they're not bothering anyone else in society except the monkeys and they've maybe chosen, the birds. They've chosen not to live within the confines of society's narrow-minded conventions. And so what's the difference between them and us or any of the cunts community they're just recluses and you're allowed to do that they're eccentric recluses and there probably should be more of that sort of thing going on I was in a supermarket yesterday right right, for the first time in let's say peak hours in months because I normally do my supermarket shopping at like 9 o'clock at night when there's no cunt out under under a cloak of darkness yeah yeah and possibly in disguise I'm not saying any more than that because people might start (laughs) trying to find me and harass me publicly. Um, so I was in Sainsbury's in... Uh, it was Sunday, because we're recording this on Monday, lunchtime. Sunday at about 1pm, and it was fucking hell, and I saw five mm. people wearing masks on their chins. 
What is the Fuck fucking sake. deal with that? If you can't wear a mask or you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear one. Don't be a cunt about it and wear it on your fucking yeah. chin. Oh, well, I, I was just up, um, just just today, I was up at M&S and there was uh, one of the young lads who were working there. He was quite helpful, but then when I clocked him, he had the mask but down below his nose. So it covered his mouth but not his nose. Right. And I was just like, mate, fuck's sake, you work here as well. So th- 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 you should know because I'm assuming... M&S are fucking coaching people. But the staff don't have to wear the masks, though, do they? Staff don't, don't have to, Staff don't have to because, obviously, for wearing a mask for, like, a, an eight-hour shift is a nightmare. So they don't have to wear them. But, I mean, you know, if you fucking wear one or don't wear one. The whole fucking thing's bananas, But what I'm saying it? is there's more cunts out there than the twits. Mm. The Twitter, yeah, oh yeah. The Twits are keeping it in-house. Do you know what I mean? They're not Roald bothering Dahl, anyone. Dahl's a fucking snob, right? Yeah. He sneers at so many of the characters in in all of his books. If you look at all of his books, right, there's always people who are just trying their best to get by, but they might not be beautiful, or they might not be mm-hmm. sophisticated, right? They might, might not be clean-shaven. They might not play by the rules that Roald Dahl has arbitrarily established for his mm. fucking worldview, right? And he 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 sort of has contempt for them. Um, look at people like, well, all the other kids in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I'm not going to go through them all now, but he's really judgy about them. They're only kids. They're still learning. Yeah. All of us at one point or another in our childhood went for a period of being a cunt. Do you know what I mean? Because that's part of what childhood is. You've got to, you're learning. You're learning how to behave, right? And also... You're only really the product of of your parents as well. So that kid, I think he's called Mike TV, mm-hmm. right? Roald Dahl hates him because he watches TV all the time. Well, his fault. What the fuck? What What did you or I do? Or most of um, our contemporaries who grew up in the same era as us fucking watch TV all the fucking time. What were you supposed yeah, to be doing? Exactly. Sorry, we didn't live in a, in a fucking house where we could fucking do piano recitals in front of our parents every fucking day yeah TV's Watch brilliant TV. as well TV's brilliant I, I know I know what Rod Dahl was thinking oh, I've got to fucking do something about this TV the fucking stats are not looking good for old Roldy here <laughs> the kids are more and more fucking plugging themselves it's into that nonsense instead of pie in my fucking books I'm going to do a character in the new book he's going to be obsessed with TV I'm going to call him something like I know Mike TV <laughs> right and what that I'll do in is itself Fuck me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll call him I'll make TV. <laughs> Sir John yeah. TV. And, and I'll make it I'll make him out to be a complete fucking prick. Right? And hopefully that'll get the message across to the kiddies. And then he fucking ends up end, TV's he, for pricks. He'll end up inside a TV, fucking tiny and essentially <laughs> dead. So there you go. There's a lesson <laughs> for you, you little twat. The grandmother in George's Marvelous Medicine. Mm. George fucking poisons her, mm-hmm. right? So we live in a world now where all sorts of shit's getting cancelled and censored, right? Left, right, and fucking centre people's works. People, you know, things previously regarded as great are being, in many cases, rightfully reassessed, right? Yeah. Um, maybe this is a bit problematic when you look at it in the context of today's culture. But Roald Dull is up to all sorts of fucking problematic stuff. But because 
the bourgeoisie have adopted him as a national treasure royal <laughs> doll. There's about three fucking dramas coming out about the fucking cunt, Is right? That- yeah. What based on what's fucking, on the back of this? I, I think I think Bright I think Bryden's playing him in one. Oh, for, for, based on what basically what's in the back of this book? They've just took what's in the back of this book. And yeah, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they've taken those couple of ill-researched bits from Wikipedia that some cunt stuck in the back of a book. Hey, our version of it would be better with the helicopters Much and the garden better. parties. Yeah, and, and the giraffe. Yeah, now Roald Dahl <laughs> living it, living the life of a complete fucking cr- drunk on power cunt <laughs> in the eighties, which is what he was. Um, but what I would say is this: is that when I was a kid, I I did like Roald Dahl. We all do. That's how you do. and I. That's how we know the fucking twits, right? But even as a kid, people would go, "Who's your favourite author?" And you'd go, "Roald Dahl." Why? Because you're not that well read. So I could usually, to be honest, only think of one fucking author's name. Roald Dahl. Yeah. Right? So brains were tiny. Your favorite yeah. You go, Roald Dahl, can't think of any other cunt, yeah. right? Because the other reason down, you like... We down our fucking throats non-stop. Yeah. And the other thing that about it was, it's quite easy to read, right? So it's all sort of like... I mean, especially things like Twits and George's Marvelous Medicine, mm. his later works... They were quite slim books, and it was just sort of like like the one we've just read. Didn't really fucking go anywhere. Just a load of funny fucking stupid things in a row. Then it's over. Bang, mm. done. Read another book. Even as a kid, I thought, I don't think this is great. I don't think this is fucking blinding. I don't think fucking hell. Another Roald Dahl book's out. I cannot fucking wait. I just think, if I've got to read a fucking book, it might as well be Roald Dahl. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That looks going to be good. I'm not, I'm not going to read some old fucking book. I'm not going to read... Like Treasure Island, do you know what I mean? Or mm. some other book that they used to like in the olden days for kids because it just <laughs> yeah. seemed really long and boring. So you just go, all right, yeah, I'll read Roald Dahl. It was never like fucking classic Roald Dahl. And now it's gone a step further. It's like not only do they, right, like they talk about him like he's fucking Charles Dickens. On top of that, like, oh, it's a wonderfully such a natural treasure. Right? So as a result, he gets away with sneering, treating all of his subjects with contempt, George, out of George's Marvellous Medicine, poisons his nan because his nan is basically a bit of a fucking live wire, to be honest. She doesn't conform to this sort of, like, bourgeois sort of template that Roald Dahl has sort of decided is the way you should be. She's an individual. The the lesson in the story is that individuality must be crushed with poison. Yeah, poison up. I mean, how is that still on the bookshelves? I mean, I started reading it to my kid. I thought, I can't read this to him because it's fucking... This is like a few years ago now. Fucking put, go around the house, put in paraffin, shampoo, all paracetamol, all sorts of fucking paint, fucking paint, <laughs> mixing it all up and feeding it to a fucking OAP. And not even paint you can get now, which, of course, as we know, is healthy to drink. Paint back then was full of all sorts of lemon shit, paint. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they put everything in it. So horses. It was mainly made up of old race horses. <laughs> they say that if if you painted your house in the eighty in the in the mid to late eighties, every or eighty percent of homes in Britain had a bit of Shergar on the wall. Well that was it. Yeah, that, that new paint smell is different nowadays, isn't it? Back then it just smelled hmm. like horse guts. There was just so much Shergar in everything. Because Shergar was quite a big yeah. horse. So by yeah. the time the IRA had melted him down Right, and put him in the paint. And, of course, the IRA ran all of the paint mm. stuff in the 80s, right? It, it fucking thinned out and went across, across like, hundreds, hundreds, yeah. thousands of gallons of paint. Crown. Yeah. 
Full of Shergold. Um, what are the other ones? I mean, what are the other n- now, they, now they say, of Crown. course, they say that there's like 2% of tap water's got cocaine in it or something like that, and that's a similar thing. Mm. But it was Shergold back then, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, do you used to get that, um, what was it called? Dulux Crown, oh, or just sort of another paint? Yeah, yeah, there was that as well, Johnston's. There was that as, that thing as well, which was my own Shergold, which is one of those part works where you get a little mm. piece of Shergold on the front. Uh, each week and you build it up in your own little mini yeah. Shergar but of course they were replicas it wasn't the real Shergar but uh, that was that was a good way of us all it's it a good way of us all being able to deal with the grief of, well it was uh, collective Shergar. grieving yeah it was really like Diana and then they repeated the trick of the part works of Diana after she did, disappeared build, build your own Diana note how I say disappeared not died because I don't believe her to be dead <laughs> of course Obviously, I'm not. I'm not an idiot. We've I'm not seen a any sheep. proof. We weren't shown the body, were we? So that's very suspicious. No, All they said up, there they was said. pictures, but that was in a, ma- a magazine in France. So in French, yeah, yeah, that could be yeah. anything. But, it um, is Diana. Fuck off, is it, mate? I know my own fucking Queen of Hearts when I see her, <laughs> and that's not her. The stunt Diana, you cunt. <laughs> um, right. Don't worry about Diana. She's fucking safe. She's. I don't know whether the, the IRA could have her. And she might be very happy. Yeah. She might have just gone native, so to speak. Yeah. Well, Michael Jackson as well. It's somewhere in the Far East, I think. For all we know, she's fucking operating as a real IRA fucking operative now. Like Patty Hearst. Extensive plastic surgery. <laughs> no, she's in. Michael Jackson, of course, is living in a pyramid. He had a pyramid yeah. converted in Egypt. He's living a inside non- one of them. A nonce pyramid. He had it commissioned. <laughs> Special nonce pyramid underground. He's living in Mate, that. It's an, it's an top- inverted pyramid with the uh, yeah. the top bits facing downwards. He's living in that. It's, Diana's probably in there with him because they were they were good mates, yeah. aren't they? Listen, you know pyramids, right? Mm. I did the school PTA quiz on Zoom. I hosted it on Friday night. Right. Right. Um. Anyone was welcome, and I nearly, to raise extra money, tweeted it out. But then I thought some cunters might Fuck. join in, Don't cross and the then streams, they could really Sam. sabotage it. Don't cross yeah. the streams. And then I th- what, what my wife said to me was, she went, the thing is, if any of the listeners from your podcast join in, right? And it would be, I said, oh, but if everyone pays like a tenner and a few join in, that's extra money for the school. She went, but if they're there and you know they're there, she went, you'll start being a prick on purpose to entertain them <laughs> and you'll forget that you're actually there for a school PTA and these are other parents and yeah. teachers and shit right and I was like yeah you're right I'll fucking be awful she's if a good I feel wife. that any- she's a very good yeah wife. yeah it was really good advice but what I did do was I worked out early doors it was Friday night you know all these parents are sitting there all having their glass of wine and I thought to myself god I can just imagine as they get more and more drunk that They'll, you know, I might get the odd sort of mum or dad trying to do a bit of banter, mm. right? And I thought, and I'll get the right ump about that. So what I decided was I muted all of them for the whole thing. <laughs> and I announced, powerful. I said, I've muted all of you. I felt so powerful. Yeah. And then afterwards I realised I probably ruined it because everyone's on lockdown and it was supposed to be social so everyone could chat to each other. Mm. But I made it so they couldn't even talk to each other. So the only thing you could hear at any point was my voice. Right. Anyway. It's your dream, isn't it? It was fucking great. <laughs> anyway, um, this What's is that? one of the questions. Which which country in the world, right, mm. 
has the most pyramids. Oh, well, it's obviously not Egypt, is it? Because that's too obvious. It's obviously not Egypt. Fuck. Um, I'm going to go Tunisia. Right. It's not. It's Sudan. Wow. Right? And get this. Sudan has double the amount of pyramids as Egypt. Bang. Why? But they don't like to go on about it, do they? Nah, they're not fucking show us like, like the Egyptians. Egypt. Yeah. I mean, Egypt just Egypt do it have been living off those fucking pyramids for years e- yeah, to sell just, merch, they, they, exactly. Yeah, of course they do, yeah. Non-fucking-stop. they got podcasts about it and everything, Yeah, right? Pyramids this, pyramids that. Oh, yeah. Fucking, when did you build them? A few fucking thousand years ago. And what have you done since then? Fuck all. Yeah, dining out right? ever since. Meanwhile, Sudan's been Dining building. out on something Su- Sudan that and- your great-great-granddad made. Sudan are knocking up 15 new pyramids every year. Do you hear them Still fucking is- bang on about it? No, because no. they've got other shit to be yeah, fucking worrying fucking about. Building pyramids, yeah. 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 Anyway. So if you want to see a pyramid and you, and you want to see it cheaper than going to Egypt, go to Sudan. I bet it's a lot cheaper yeah. holiday in Sudan than it is in Egypt. Egypt's a fucking tourist trap. Sudan, yeah. you could probably go and have a good family holiday for like a couple of grand package. Yeah. See, see fucking, you get and more pyramids to your buck you could probably than you would do in Egypt. You could probably pyramid. There's probably pyramid hotels. Yeah. Yeah, they've got them in Just Egypt. Hope you don't end up in one with a Shergar or Diana or someone like that. Yeah. Terry Waite. <laughs> what? Terry yeah. Waite didn't. Terry Waite's back. You don't but fucking, he's probably kept in a pyramid. You don't get the opportunity to stay one when you go to Egypt. You go into Lund Polly and book your Egypt holiday, and you say, "Can I stay? <laughs> can I stay in a pyramid?" You go, "Oh no, you can't stay in one. They're full of fucking dead kings and shit." Sudan. Yeah. And yeah. You can just go can. and look at it. Gosh, can they're all fucking hotels? So pyramids everywhere around there. Yeah, we've kitted them all out. Three star, some four star, um, with ensuite facilities, and some of them have a pool mm. and a business centre. You wouldn't want to stay in the penthouse room though, because that'd be tiny, wouldn't it? It would just be a pointed, right up, in the, tiny right up in the room, point. yeah, in the attic. Yeah, but uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you got to think of the scale, mate. I mean, when you're standing back looking True. at a pyramid, it yeah. looks like a tiny point. But when you're up there, it could be fucking huge. Yeah, could be, be massive, bigger it? than either of our houses. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, thing, but... if you've been to Sudan on a pyramid holiday, let us know what let it's like. Know. Yeah. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. So that's the beard section of the uh, more about the twits. And then this is really interesting. I like this. Uh, shrinks. It says, just like Mrs. Twit, as Roald Dahl got older... He got the dreaded shrinks. He's had the shrinks himself, this cunt. It says he lost... Believe me, they say, right what you know, right? (laughs) And I fucking know all about the shrinks, don't worry about that. I fucking write him from experience. It says he lost about seven centimetres from his two metre height. Now, what's seven Mm. centimetres? That's about... It's fucking huge amount. Mm, A bit more. Is it? I always think of about two centimetres to an inch. I know, before you fucking write in, I know it's not exactly that. That's just my system I've got in two me and now. Half. Two, it's two and a half centimetres to an inch. Yeah, so... So he's lost... So, so three, it's almost... Three, two and a half inches. Yeah, that's a lot, man. It is. It says he was two metres tall. I don't know what that is either. I don't know what that's that is. That's fucking tall. Is it? Well, I'm, I'm, I think I'm 1.8. I'm six foot two. And I think I'm about 1.85 metres or something. Oh, so Dahl's about 6'6", six, six, do you reckon? He's a big cunt. Yeah, Dahl's a fucking he's a giant. Big cunt. He's a BFG. He's like fucking... Big fucking cunt. 
That's why they, used, they call me Big Fucking Roldy. And I can afford to lose the fucking two and a half inches and still be one of the biggest cunts in the feathers. So, I'll think on. I'll, 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 I'll I got, lose... I got fucking height to spare. I could lose four inches and still spark out any cunt at the Penguin Garden party. <laughs> on that so, fucking I don't long. fucking give a shit. That Kingsley Amos, he's about... He looks like one of the... Fu- in fact, you know what? I based the Umpa Lumpers on that cunt. Because he's that fucking short. Mind you, every cunt's short to me. There's only one cunt who I'll avoid, and that's Eamon Andrews. First of all, he's a big cunt as well, and he used to be a boxer, so he knows his way round. The Irish are fucking tricky cunts as well. Right, don't get involved in them. I mean, not being funny, but some of them have the power to put curses on you and all. <laughs> I'm writing a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to call it the Irish, but the publisher said no. You think of a different name, so I might call it the witches instead. I don't know. <laughs> so the witches is an allegory about the Irish. We'll In a straight this. fight, I I'm not saying I can beat anyone, but I'll fucking have a go with anyone, right? You want to engage me straight, fair fight out on the cobbles, right? Fucking count me in. I won't fucking dock anything. But when you start introducing mysticism, magic, <laughs> curses, spells, that, no. Dodgy shit. Then I'm thinking, sorry, I'm thinking, no, I can't, no. you know, physically, I'll, I'll, I'll take on anyone. But when it comes to the occult, and that is what you're dealing with with the Irish, it's very much like, you know, when Bond came up against them fellas in fucking Live and Let Die, right? Until then... It's just straight fights with Russians and that. When he came up against those cunts, I mean, he shat himself. It's the first time you've ever seen Bond shit himself, right? Now, that film originally, the original screenplay, which I wrote, right? Because remember, I also wrote, uh, what were it? You Only Live Twice, I think. <laughs> chitty chitty he did write as well. Them. Yeah, he did write on Bond. Now, they asked me to write a film for the first one. They said, right, Roger Moore's taking over. Rolled. Can you do a script? And we want it a bit different. So I thought, right, he's fought communists every time. Now, at the time, it was 70s, and there were a lot of fucking trouble going over in the Emerald Isle. So I thought, right, people are sick of seeing him only fighting Russians. Let's see him <laughs> tackle the Irish, right? The Once Irish question. <laughs> Once and for all, let's send Bond over, see if he can sort all of this fucking IRA out and all that business. Let's see how they like him. So originally, it was all set in, like, Ulster and Bond, and they, it was still the magic and that, except it was Irish folk doing their spells and that Leprechauns. on it, right? That sort of thing. Leprechauns jumping out of things, and uh, I thought it was great, and uh, I thought it brought it really into the contemporary era. But The plot of the, the story producers... was he had to fight this leprechaun, <laughs> but the cunt was at the end of the rainbow, so he had to go on a car chase <laughs> to try and get to the end of the rainbow. But uh, that was hard to do. There wasn't the special effects yeah, back then. The, the bit with the alligators, where he has to jump against the alligators and that over their heads. It, that scene were in there, except it was more in a bog. It weren't like in a port. It was a bog and he had to jump over sheep, right? <laughs> it, was, it was all more or less the same. One day we'll do the director's cut. But they didn't like it. They said that tensions as they were sensitivities, let's say, around... Anglo-Irish relations were such at the time that the very last minute, just before they went into production, they changed it and made it all about voodoo. And, uh, you know, they set it all out in, like, I don't know, the fucking Bahamas or something. 
which I thought really made it lose something, but, you know. Apparently voodoo was cool back then, so that's what they wanted. <laughs> There'd been a lot of talk about voodoo in, in Cosmopolitan magazine. I don't and know they anything got about fucking, it. They got McCartney to do a fucking theme tune last minute, even though I had already arranged for the Dubliners to do one of them fiddly sort of songs, you know, for it, live and let die, but it was all done Irish style. Fucking great. But no, they bottled on that and they got fucking McCartney in. That fucking hack. Fiddle diddle dee, fiddle diddle die, this is what it's like to live and let die. <laughs> Never made it though. I think it's enough. Well, I think, I think it's, an out, it's an outtake on a box set they put out 20 years later. You can still hear it. It's they on released, YouTube. They released a three album, like a three disc, fuck girl, gatefold style situation. <laughs> Best of the Dublin celebrate their anniversary, and there was a demo of their version of Live and Let Die. <laughs> but weren't to be. I, don't, I mean, I got paid either way, so I'm not <laughs> complaining, but I was fucked off. <laughs> So yeah, he was two meters tall. Um, but uh, it said this is all because the operations he had on his back when bits were removed from his spine. It says here, bits. Oh fucking oh, hell! There are some bits floating around in my spine. It's probably because of that oh, fucking. Don't just get them out. It's probably because that fucking desk he had, that desk and chair in his fucking shed. He didn't have a doesn't proper chair, healthy. did he? He's no, a big cunt. He's, he's sitting in a fucking. Probably a dining chair or something, because they didn't have proper office chairs now. With the well, he's sort of slumped, he's slumped, mm. and you can see that his spine is curved. I mean, mm. yeah, me sometimes I'll be lazy in the day, especially in this lockdown period, and I'll take to my bed. I'll lie on the bed on top mm. of the covers. I'm not an animal. No. Um, with my laptop on a cushion, on my lap, I put my laptop on a little cushion, <laughs> and, and uh, then proceed with my work. Yes. <laughs> now to catch up on my correspondence. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I lie there, if I lie there for like quite a few hours mm. working, hours. I get quite a lot done. So it's nice and relaxing to mm. lie on the bed. Work. But afterwards, my back is really stiff because mm. it's not healthy to be lying like sort of propped up. So your sp- the, your lower back sort of no. curved. It's not good. No, it's not. No wonder he had to have bits removed. It's. He had bits removed, yeah. Um, the Take next- a couple of bits out of my back, will you, Doc? I don't mind paying. I won't go on the NHS anyway. That's for fucking scum. <laughs> Get my private fucking back doctor the come round. Fucking, if the old ev- fucking point of knocking out these hit books is so that I don't have to go on the fucking NHS anymore. Oh, Fuck my me. God. Have you been in one of them fucking waiting rooms? You get fucking all sorts of animals in there. Coughing, splattering, all their disgusting working-class germs floating around the place. <laughs> no, thank you. I get the doctor to come to me. And the good thing is, when you're paying the cunt, you don't have to fucking... There's no chatting. You just tell him what to do. There's no that diagnosis crap. I fucking know my own body. I get him round. He turns up. I go, right, I need a couple of bits taken out of the back. He doesn't fucking... He's got the fucking pound signs in his eyes. He doesn't give a shit why. He just does what I tell him. That's the beauty of it. Which moves us on to the um, the Royal Dahl Foundation. It's 10% of author royalties. Oh, there's a star next to where it says author royalties and small, small print yeah. at the bottom. Um, Donated royalties are net of commission. <laughs> oh, what the oh, fuck? Oh, 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 oh. What it turns out it's like 0.3%, I reckon, eventually. Yeah. It's after I've taken... 
I've, obviously, I removed my expenses first. <laughs> so, you know, the royalties come, right? Then my agent takes his fee, NB, I'm my own fucking agent. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm also an employee of the Roldar Corporation, so there's one or two things that has to go through there. Uh, I have to pay me uh, myself PAYA, right, as an employee of the company. Uh, then I have to subtract all of my expenses, which are numerous, right? <laughs> it includes all the food and drink, all the, the my tab at the feathers. I've got a fucking, I've got a deal on there with the fella, Jeff, who runs it. Once a, he don't mind because it's underwritten by the publisher, but the tab gets paid once a year at Christmas time. <laughs> All year's worth of tab, and the invoice goes straight to the publisher. So you take that away as well. There's the running costs the of the helicopter that comes under uh, that's under yeah. the company as well. How am I supposed to get around without that when I've got books to write? Yeah, and then the other things you do along the way that aid the creative process. Let's say, like when I when I rented that giraffe. For example, <laughs> of the right? gypsies, that weren't cheap. That weren't cheap, and you know, I must admit the the accountant did query that in my tax return. But I said that I am an ideas man. My job is to generate ideas. Sometimes the way in which I do that may require unconventional activities, like the hiring of giraffes. Stick also, it against the tax bill. He also queried the uh, handwritten receipt that I gave him, which was supposedly from the gypsies. It fucking wasn't. That's all I'm saying. You ever tried getting a handwritten <laughs> receipt out of a gypsy? No chance. <laughs> no fucking way. They don't even own pens. They don't believe in them. Now, listen. <laughs> My only problem is, is if the revenue choose to audit me at any point. That is the only... The accountant... Ultimately, we'll do what he's fucking told as long as I pay his fucking bills, which I do, and they aren't fucking cheap either, right? Ultimately, do the revenue want to audit me? If they do, then they might do some digging and start asking difficult questions, for instance, around the giraffe receipt and other bits and bobs here and there. But my attitude is, cross that bridge and come to it. I'm a fucking author. I am a fucking national treasure. I am a company. And if... (laughs) And I am also a limited company. So, if you come at me hard, I will simply shut myself down. <laughs> and then who loses out? I will out, fucking right? liquidate myself. The public myself. coffers miss out. I will fucking liquidate myself and the kids get nothing. So, it's up to you. So, yeah. And then guess what tomorrow, cunt? After fucking Roald Dahl Industries shut down, leave it two days and what's sprung up at company's house? Roald Dahl Limited oh, and Son. How about that? Phoenix from the fucking flames, you cunt. I don't make the fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm operating within the law, then you can fuck off, right? You make the laws, not me. Like my mate Jimmy Carr says, right? If it's all legal, it's fucking legal. Barlow's the same. Good lad, he is. <laughs> Smart lad. In fact, if I wrote another Bond film, I would be insistent that Gary got to do the song. Gary called me and he asked me that um, <laughs> because he was a bit upset that he'd never been asked to do a Bond thing, you know. <laughs> so I said, don't you worry, Gazza, right? If I do another one, or if they ever fucking revive the original, that one I set in Ireland, you're fucking doing the theme next time. And we've also got a scheme whereby the fee... And all subsequent royalties are completely tax-free, so that's good. So, with the Roald Dahl Foundation, if you think of all of that, in the end, 
They take 10% of all the royalties, but when you you take everything away, they actually owe me money. <laughs> and I do invoice the Royal Dahl Foundation for 10% of my gross earnings every year. And then there's a little bit more information about the Royal Dahl Foundation, which supports specialist paediatric Royal Dahl nurses. What does that mean? <laughs> What's a Royal Dahl nurse? Yeah. Fucking I've got hell. my own fucking... <laughs> My own fleet of nurses, haven't I? Private ones. You know, Barbara Windsor <laughs> in the Carry On films, well, they all look like that. That's my stipulation. <laughs> they all work in my house, doing various things, nursing. Some of them have to diversify into other areas. Nursing's a very, very wide area. <laughs> so the nurses... Remember, people forget I'm half Norwegian, right? And what what nurse means in Norway is very different to what it means here. Certainly broader, anyway. I'm half Norwegian, and in effect, that means, as you probably worked out, I'm a dirty bastard. What? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I've got my own nurses, isn't it? It's the fucking Norwegian in me. Get it from my old mum. <laughs> <laughs> so the Norwegian, the, the fucking Royal Dahl nurses support children with epilepsy, blood disorders, and acquired brain injury. Uh, and also provides practical help for children and young people with brain, blood and literacy problems. All causes close to Roald Dahl during his lifetime. So there we are. That's nice. And I'm sure that a little bit more than what we've said gets through once it's been uh, deducted from his author royalties. But yeah, 10% of his author mm. royalties, net of commission, go to that. So that's excellent. And the, the charity number is there as well. Um, it's a registered charity. It's all legit. Don't try investigating it because... You won't get anywhere. That's about as far as we're going to get for this one. We've got we've got two pages in through this fucking sixteen page. There's loads more bonus stuff. So next uh, next week we've got Qu- the uh, meet Quentin Blake. Meet Quentin Blake. And then after that, the money load, uh, the mo- the mother load, the money shot okay. is a day in the life of Roald Dahl. Twelve p.m. Get up. <laughs> finish off nap. drinks of my bedtime scotch <laughs> yeah that's all to come um, <laughs> wake up have a wank <laughs> <laughs> wake up mug oh, one out finish off the scotch get one of the nurses in and dance for me in case I can't get it up Breakfast, two B and H, and a fucking Horlicks. Yeah, you heard right. I have Horlicks at breakfast. Like to mix things up. <laughs> Lies your stomach. So it won't be long after that, that I'm heading down the feathers for lunch. <laughs> what I have for lunch depends on the day. Monday, there's just egg and chips usually. Tuesday, curry night. But they'll do it earlier in the day for me because I'm the important customer. <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> you will do in two weeks' time when we get right away. <laughs> yep, so that's it from this one. Uh, plenty more to come. Thanks for listening. You've all been so kind. Thank you so much.